March Madness is finally underway. Community colleges adjust tuition amid inflation. More on these stories. I'm Kelsey Watsonauer. I'm Sierra Henry. And this is Lee Enterprises Long Story Short. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Long Story Short, where we recap Central Illinois news from Lee Enterprises journalists. We're going to jump right in today with local government news, first starting with Bloomington. The 2021 calendar year was one for the books in Bloomington with record numbers of new construction, permits, and development within the city. During a year-end review report, which debuted in a seven-minute video produced by the city communications manager, Catherine Murphy, members of the public and city council got a look at everything that took place in 2021. The city saw more than $100 million in new construction, including $20 million in new housing. Bloomington also issued 7,197 building permits and conducted 4,500 inspections for a total valuation of over $101 million last year. The investments coincided with new businesses opening, such as the Texas Roadhouse and Aldi, as well as Ferrero breaking ground on its future chocolate processing plant. To read more about all the economic progress happening in the city, or for more on Bloomington City Council, find my report at pantograph.com. The Mattoon City Council this week approved plans for the Logan Street sidewalk project, which will create a pedestrian crossing over Charleston Avenue. The project will also install pedestrian stations. Later on in the meeting, Mayor Rick Hall announced that Mattoon is seeking attorneys to represent the city moving forward with development and local partnerships with organizations and businesses. For more on Mattoon City Council coverage, find Mattoon's unique story at jg-tc.com. And I'll move into some business and nonprofit news. See her take it away. State Farm Insurance Company is planning to build a $21.5 million corporate hangar at the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington. The new hangar will replace the company's current aging structure and it will be located where the airport's former passenger terminal was before it was torn down two years ago. Construction of the project is set to be completed in January 2023. To read more about the project or for comments from State Farm and the airport, find my story at panagraph.com. The Bloomington Normal Ecology Action Center is seeking a $350,000 grant to monitor McLean County's air quality, citing an increased risk of violating federal standards that have been tightening in recent years. The center said the county's ozone levels are particularly concerning, and research has shown that ground-level ozone, which forms when industrial pollutants chemically react with the presence of sunlight, can cause respiratory problems such as asthma and chronic bronchitis. To read more about why the Ecology Action Center wants to investigate the county's air quality and specific areas of concern, find Kate Heather's full report at pantograph.com. Alrighty, now let's move into some health-related news. Okay, not human health-related, but related to the health of our beloved animals. Miller Park Zoo is temporarily sheltering its birds following reports that the highly pathogenic avian influenza was detected in McLean County. The Illinois Department of Agriculture this week reported that the virus was detected in a private backyard flock in McLean County. Zoo staff are closely monitoring the situation. The rainforest exhibit, which houses around 35 tropical songbirds, will remain open to the public, but other bird species at the zoo, such as the flamingos, will remain sheltered and unavailable for public viewing to prevent the flock from coming into contact with droppings from birds flying over zoo grounds, which could potentially spread the virus. For more on what measures the zoo is taking to protect its birds, 
words, find Brennan Dennison's full report at pantograph.com. The Memorial Cancer Care Center indicator is distributing take-home colorectal cancer screening kits in recognition of National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. The kits became available starting Thursday morning and are recommended for individuals 45 years and older, people who have a history of colorectal polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, a diet high in processed food or red meat, smokers, and individuals who are obese or engaged in heavy alcohol use. For more information, you can call 217-876-4749 or find Donette Beckett's full story at herald-review.com. Alrighty, now let's move into some very exciting higher education news. Illinois State University just got approval for a new College of Engineering to open in 2025. The plan has been in the works since 2016, but this week the Illinois Board of Higher Education officially approved the proposal. President Terry Goskinsey said the vision for the college centers on meeting the national need to grow and diversify the STEM pipeline, creating more educational opportunities for historically underrepresented and underserved students to successfully enter engineering professions. Initially, about 130 students are expected to be enrolled when the college opens in the fall of 2025, with enrollment growing to 520 students by the fourth year of operation. For the full scoop on the College of Engineering and what programs are in store, find Connor Wood's report at Panagraph.com. Lincoln Christian University announced major changes this week, eliminating most undergraduate programs in a transition to focus more on graduate programs and its seminary. University officials said the school, which has historically been an undergraduate college with a seminary attached, will stop enrolling new students in most of its undergrad programs after this school year, and the athletic programs will also end after this school year. In recent years, they've seen higher enrollment in the seminary and graduate programs, so University President Silas said they plan to lean into that trend. The university will offer just two bachelor's degrees, a Bachelor of Arts in Bible and Theology and a Bachelor of Arts in Christian Ministry. Seven master's degree programs will be offered, but the Doctorate of Ministry degree program will end. Connor Wood has the full story on Lincoln Christian's big changes, including which churches LCU will work with, the university's diversity issues, and what led them here. Be sure to check that out at panograph.com and herald-review.com. In some quick community college news, Lakeland College announced this week that students will see some relief on their next tuition bill. The college board voted on Monday to reduce tuition for students for the next three semesters, reducing the cost of in-district tuition from $110.50 per credit to $100. With the reduction, the average Lakeland student enrolled for 30 credit hours per year will pay $3,945 in tuition and fees. In a similar move, Richland Community College voted voted to temporarily halt tuition for the 2022-23 school year in light of inflation and rising gas prices. The tuition rates will hold at $139 per credit hour for in-person classes and $175 for online classes and $167 for healthcare classes. For more on these stories, find Matus Janique and Valerie Wells reporting at herald-review.com and jg-tc.com. They're both on both of those websites. Okay, Kelsey's going to take us into sports with a new volleyball coach at Illinois State. It's the best time of the year for College Hoops fans, but before we get into the March Madness news, we're talking volleyball. Illinois State University announced this week Allie Matters is taking over as Redbirds head volleyball coach. Matters spent the last four years as head coach at Wright State, where she was able to lead the team to an NCAA tournament championship, and she's hoping to repeat that with ISU. She's replacing Leah Johnson, who announced last month she'll be taking the head coach job at Michigan State, leaving with a record of 104-52 over 
over her five years with the Redbirds. Jim Benson has the full story of Matter's introduction to the campus and the community at Panagraph.com, so be sure to check that out to hear from the players who were a little anxious about getting a new coach. And now, of course, it's time to move into college hoops, starting at ISU, where the woman claimed the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament Championship last week and are heading to the big dance. Well, actually, they're already there. As you're hearing this, the Redbirds have already tipped off against Iowa in the first round of the NCAA tournament. ISU had the 15 seed and a 19 to 13 record heading into the tournament, facing number two seed Iowa. Be sure to catch Randy Reinhardt's updates on that game at Panagraph.com to see how they fare in the first round. And over on the men's side, Illinois' round one matchup with Chattanooga tips off tonight at 5.50 Central Central Time. Uh, the Fighting Illini are coming into the tournament at the four seed with a 22-9 overall record, facing number 13 seed Chattanooga with a 27-7 overall record. The last time the Illini saw the mocks in the NCAA tournament, 14 seed Chattanooga upset six seed Illinois in the second round for a spot in the Sweet 16. So if Illinois can avoid repeating that and come out on top, they'll play the winner between between number 5 seed Houston and 12 seed UAB. Illini reporter Andy Kimball has a full scouting report for Illinois going into the first round and is keeping up with the big dance across our three sites, herald-review.com, panagraph.com, and jg-tc.com. Now let's move into some public safety and courts-related news. This week, Illinois lawmakers passed resolutions to name two Decatur area roadways after local police officers who died in the line of duty. House Joint Resolution 51 designates Southside Drive in Decatur from US 51 to Illinois. Illinois 48 as the Officer Chris Oberheim Memorial Highway. That stretch of roadway goes past the Decatur Police Department, where Oberheim was an officer for eight years before he joined Champaign Police Department in 2008. The 44-year-old officer was shot and killed in May 2021 while responding to a domestic violence call in Champaign. House members also passed House Joint Resolution 65, which designates a portion of Illinois 121 from the Macon-Moultrie County line to the intersection of Illinois 121 and US 36 in Decatur as the Trooper Todd Hannikin Memorial Highway. That stretch of roadway passes through Mount Zion and Long Creek where Hannikin grew up and was living at the time of his death. He served with the Illinois State Police for 20 years before he was involved in a single vehicle crash while on duty in March 2021. For the full story, be sure to find Taylor Vidmart's report at herald-review.com. Aaron J. Rossi, CEO and founder of startup medical company Redditus Laboratories of Pekin, has been indicted on federal tax fraud charges, according to documents filed on Tuesday. Rossi is accused of underrepresenting his income to the IRS in 2015, 2016, and 2017. The indictment does not list the source of the income, but states he reported incomes of about $325,000 in 2015, $500,000 in 2016, and $472,000 in 2017. Rossi opened Redditus Laboratories in June of 2019, focused on anatomic pathology and histology, adding PCR testing for infectious disease when the COVID-19 pandemic began in December. For more on the charges, you can find Kate Heather's report at panagraph.com. And now let's move into some community news uh, out of Decatur. So real quick, we're just going to talk about a little story that Tony Reed wrote. Illinois Army National Guard Command Chief Warrant Officer David Hannon flew his Black Hawk helicopter into Decatur for the last time after a 42-year career with the Guard. Hammond was hosed down by the Decatur Airport fire truck per the Guard farewell tradition as Hammond entered his retirement. 
He is ending a military career after two tours in Iraq and assignments that have taken him to Europe, Central America, Cuba, Iceland, and Alaska. To read more about Hammond's life and his career, find Tony Reed's full report at herald-review.com. And uh, to end, Kelsey's <laughs> going to tell us about her bat her March Madness bracket, um, per my request. <laughs> this is very silly because, like, I haven't really paid attention a lot this season. Um, I'm going off of prior knowledge. I have some prior. I'm, I'm a hoops fan. I like college basketball a lot. Um, I grew up watching sports. No. Oh, you could tell at all <laughs> that you like college basketball. So, like, I have a little bit of background knowledge. It's like 5% background knowledge, 5% just the ability to read what the rankings are between the teams facing each other, and just 90% vibes. Uh, Just who I feel is going to do better. And I like to throw in some random upsets. But honestly, there are not a lot of games that I care a lot about. Um, I... I'm a Murray State alumna, so I'm very excited that they made it this year. And they're, I have them beating San Francisco in the, what section of the bracket is this? In the East. <laughs> um, I have them beating San Francisco, and which is very exciting because I'm pretty, pretty dang sure Kentucky's going to beat St. Peter's, and I grew up a Kentucky fan, and that would be the, if they both win their first round games, that would be the first time Kentucky has ever played Murray State. Ever. Um... Which is weird because, like, I think Murray State is the only um, Division One team in the Commonwealth that the University of Kentucky has never played. So that's very exciting. Though sadly, um, my alma mater is surely going to lose that game against number two Kentucky. But I, I'm still yay Kentucky. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do feel some loyalty being from Illinois so I do have them coming out on top against Chattanooga I hope they don't upset like they did back in the 90s um and I think it's strange that UAB made it no offense UAB um my cousins went to UAB uh so anyway I have Illinois beating them oh actually it's weird that they have UAB coming out of the first round Houston I'm sorry you're probably gonna win but I don't have you winning anyways um my final four, <laughs> my final four is Gonzaga, Villanova, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Um, I always have Kansas losing because I don't want them to get anywhere close to playing Kentucky, so I don't have them coming out of the Elite Eight. Um, so I have Wisconsin taking the Midwest, and I assume that <laughs> I have. Uh, Gonzaga and Villanova coming out um, for the championship game and Villanova coming out on top. I think the most common prediction is Gonzaga winning the whole tournament, um, but and my family's going to disown me for not having Kentucky coming out on top and not even making it to the championship game, but I'm going off of vibes, so <laughs> I, what can I say? Do you have any thoughts on the NCAA tournament, Sierra? No, <laughs> um, I don't follow college basketball. I do like to watch basketball, but I cannot say that I even have like a basketball team that I'm a fan of. I just, I'm kind of like a chameleon in that way. Like you can just kind of put me in front of a basketball team and I will find a team to root <laughs> for. And um, 
I do have fun with that. Like when I was in high school and stuff, like for some reason my band, I was in an honor band, but my high school wasn't even in this tournament. And um, so my friends and I just like picked a team and it happened to be the team that won, but we just <laughs> picked a team and we were like, yeah. And we just cheered from the entire tournament, not even from that school. We just were like, <laughs> that's our team because our like i was so mad i was like robinson isn't even in this tournament it's very weird that they would ha- it's very weird that they would have your band there when your team wasn't playing well okay yeah. it was an honor band so it was an honor Still. pep band so uh, like yeah if that makes sense like our team could have been there if they didn't <laughs> suck so um i have one more thing about my Another thing about my uh, bracket, I have very weird allegiances and grudges for no reason. Like, I have Creighton coming out over San Diego State simply because Creighton tried to recruit me to go there, like, for school when I was a senior in high or junior in high school. I don't know anything about them, really. Weird allegiance. Um, I'm weirdly prejudiced against Iowa, but I have them coming out over Richmond, so that's a thing, but losing to Providence. I hate Duke, and I don't know why. No idea. Makes sense. I don't know. I don't like the um, Green Bay Packers or the New England Patriots. Tired of hearing about them. No one likes them. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I always get the Packers confused with the Patriots. I don't like the Patriots. Uh, Oh, yeah. Big sports news. Um, Tom's coming back after, like, spending three months with... No, I can't say that. (laughs) Tom Brady's coming back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he retired, and then, like, there was a whole big thing. I'm tired of hearing his name, to be honest. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, I fully agree, and I I just, I feel bad for everyone who, like, made a whole big thing about his retirement, and, like, the last football he ever played with sold for, like, half a million dollars, and now he's just gonna come back. Like, bruh. That's so annoying. (laughs) Stop. Stay retired. Uh, So... A lot of heavy sports opinions based on vibes. Deep... Vibes. <laughs> vibes only. <laughs> okay. I, I don't follow sports. Yeah. Uh... All right. So that's going to do it for us today, folks. <laughs> As always, if you're enjoying this podcast and our reporting, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. While you're at it, head on over to panagraph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com to look up subscription information and consider supporting hashtag local journalism.